here we are. It's time for another episode of Minor Revelations with Drew Drogi, or Drew Drogi's Minor Revelations, however we like to do it. We like to brand it either way. I don't know. Branding's great. Um, well, hello. Uh, it's, a, it, it's, a, it's a crazy time in the world, and hopefully by the time this drops, we'll have some, some light and some, some brevity and whatever, but I, I, you know, I hope for that. I always hope for that. Um, uh, but the only thing really getting me through the world right now is movies and going to the movies, and I'm a crazy fan of movies. I know that sounds such a stupid thing. Like, I love pizza, and I like friends that hug more than friends that don't hug. Um, but I, I'm a t- complete nerd about movies, and um, I I gotten to do um, this show on Logo called Cocktails and Classics um, with the lovely Michael Yuri who hosts the show, and we sit around a, on a couch and just watch classic movies, and sometimes the, the classics are like Whatever Happened to Baby Jane, and sometimes they're like Spice World, like they're way <laughs> new and garbage. But, you know, we watch different movies, and drink and talk about them and it's been such a fun job and it's edit and I've realized through this that it is so much of how I process the world I process everything through movies that I've seen and grown up with and I reference constantly in life I go what about well that's like that thing in that movie or I see a scene in a movie and I it just touches me because I relate and I I think that's that's why they're so important um and um, I actually go to the movies. I'm I'm that weirdo that, I mean, I will watch them at home if I have to, but I love the experience of sitting in a movie theater and watching them. And I love film festivals because I like to watch with a packed audience of people who are excited. And we have literally no idea what we're going to see many times. And it might be horrible or it might be like the next greatest thing ever. And, and that that feeling together um, is, is um, unlike anything else. Um, and it's also a very, on the other hand, it's it's hard career wise because I am an actor and I want to be in these movies. So uh, it's 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 sort of a weird sort of uh, combination to be like I talk a lot about movies and I, you know, and they're a big part of it. And I'm very very opinionated about movies and then sometimes have very bizarre opinions that I can't even explain why I love or hate something. And yet I want to go be in them and it feels sometimes like, oh, is it a conflict of interest or whatever? And I I just I find like I have to just say I have to take responsibility. I'm sure I've probably lost jobs because I've run my mouth at a party or, or you know, somewhere. And it's been like, I hated that movie. And they're like, the man who produced that movie is the house is who you're shitting in right now. And um, so, uh, you know, I, I just I have a sort of a general rule of thumb with movies that where it's like, you know, I go after the big movies. I go after a movie that has insane amount of money behind it or big stars and and everyone's loving or is critically acclaimed or is is like getting all these Oscar nominations or wins or whatever and that I think is fundamentally horrible or or mean. Uh, or evil, like Forrest Gump, which is the worst movie ever made, or like uh, The Danish Girl, Garbage, or Dallas Buyers Club. These are movies that I loathe, and I kind of, and I have no problem going after them because they're winning. They're winning awards. They've got all this money behind them, and uh, so what? I'm nobody. Who cares what I think about that? I, I but I need to have that opinion out because it. It's important to me because <laughs> my mother would say not everyone needs to hear your opinion all the time. I disagree. Um, but I don't I try not to punch down when I see a small movie with that's made on no budget with it. It's terrible. You know, it, it feels mean to go. And I've been in so many of those. And I and, and I have friends that have made wonderful, terrible in between movies on no money. And it's, it feels so awful to like punch down and talk shit about that. And so that's sort of my general rule of thumb. It's like, you know, is the movie like bigger than the rest of us are? Okay, great. It's already winning. Um, So anyway, but I have seen so many good movies and I just want to talk about a little bit what movies have gotten me through this nightmare of what's happening in the United States of America and uh, that I highly recommend. And if they're still showing or they're playing near you or if you can get your hands on them or just make a note and when they come out on Amazon or Netflix or whatever, watch them. I highly recommend them. First of all, um, a beautiful film, Moonlight, which is unlike anything I've ever seen. It is a gorgeous dream of a character, a way of like really showing a character 
that I've never seen before. Um, every moment in the film feels earned. Everything feels so true, so honest, so specific. It's so unapologetically black, so unapologetically gay, and so unapologetically singular. Um, it is probably the greatest movie I've seen this year. I, I loved The Lobster also. This, that, those are maybe those, those, and really The Lobster really speaks to, I think, where we are in the election or just on how people are just so personally unsatisfied with the one little thing that they don't like and they, they just abandon all hope. Um, I also, uh, some, just some great, um, movies this year. Manchester by the Sea. The trailer, I think, is terrible. Um, if I heard them say the word guardian one more time, I thought I was going to lose my mind. Uh, the trailer, if you watch the trailer, it's like, who's going to be my guardian? I can't be his guardian. Guardian, guardian, guardian. What are you reading? I'm reading the guardian. Like, it's too much of that. The movie is beautiful. It's incredible. Uh, Casey Affleck and Michelle Williams give just outstanding performances. Um, Another unexpected, uh, there were two movies I just saw that I wasn't expecting to like, and I loved both of them. One of them is called Loving, and it looked like a very boring slog, uh, sort of by the numbers on paper, uh, you know, Oscar bait kind of movie. It's so powerful and beautiful with, with these performances that are just Unbelievable Ruth Negga and Joel Edgerton. Um, neither one Americans, both playing these very simple Virginia uh, people who are in love and his name uh, is Loving. And Nick Kroll, who gives a rock star, amazing performance. Why did I say rock star? It's so not that. It's a beautiful performance. And I was so impressed and touched with him and, and what he brought to the, the movie because he still is... He's still Nick Kroll in the movie in, in, in a beautiful way and fits into the world so, so incredibly and um, and and just is is in a lot of ways the heart of the movie. And um, the other movie that I wasn't expecting to like as much as I did is Lion, um, which is another big sweeping biopic, but it's a fascinating story. Nicole Kidman gives one of the best performances I have seen in years. I was blown away by her. It. And it has a wallop of an ending that you, I mean, you know it's coming, but oh my God, you have no idea it's coming. So these are just great movies to make you feel good about about people and about where we are and about storytelling and the power of love and the power of character. Another movie that is a very small movie that you will probably have to wait to see uh, until it comes out online, but it's amazing, is The Love Witch by this woman named Anna Biller. Uh, Her film, Viva, changed my life, as did this one. It is, I, I mean, you can't explain this. It's very, it's like a 60s take on 2016 and polyamory kind of it's it is it's about a witch who just casts spells on men and and it's hilariously funny and super arch and I don't even want to say camp because that's I don't think that's giving it proper credit for what it is it's its own brand of beautiful also um two movies about incredibly fucked up uh oh actually I have on my list three these are three um incredibly fucked up beautiful uh, women and women on the edge, women on the verge. I'm looking at these titles, going, are these all three about? I think they are. First of all, L, starring Isabel Huppert, incredible. Nocturnal Animals with Amy Adams, perfect. Raunch, gorgeously polished trash from Tom Ford that I loved. Christine, which was featuring a a powerhouse performance by Rebecca Hall. I go to the movies a lot, you guys. I'm a total nerd with no life. When I'm not doing anything, I'm at the movies. Go Chris, see Christine. You'll probably have to see that one online as well. It's about um, Christine, and her last name starts with a C, and I don't have it in front of me. She was a newscaster in Sarasota, Florida, who killed herself live on the air. And it's a fascinating character study. And as dark and sad and depressing and awful as it is, it's... it's um, it's very well done. And then finally, um, just because this is, this is, I think, available online already, but I can't stop thinking about it. I saw it in July. Um, go do yourself a favor and see other people. Chris Kelly's film starring Molly Shannon. Um, it's, it's so special. And uh, around the holidays too, it will, it will make you, 
It will make you uh, love your family, love yourself, or maybe not at least love this movie. You will love the movie. Um, so those are my movies. I'm only I'm only giving shout outs to things that I love, and I love all of those. So um, you know, that's it. That's all I have to say. Go to the movies, and then go out in the world and and make it a better place. I'm gonna go vomit now. Thank you. Oh, hi, guys. How hi, are you? Hi, Drew. I'm great. Hey, Drew. Hi. You know what? I, I did all those you lines were, out of order. I know. I said, hi, how are you? And then I said, I'm great. I've done that before. I'm very nervous around you two. <laughs> I'm just, I Hey, am. how's it going? Well, great. Goodbye. Hey, great. Hey. Cool. Awesome. Oh, w- wonderful. <laughs> uh, sure. I'll have uh, extra, uh, no, no receipt. No receipt. Oh, that's good. I'll have, I'll have no receipt. <laughs> no receipt. Uh, I'm I'm sitting here with the wonderfully talented Jordan Black and Johnny Pemberton. Hi, guys. Hello, Yay. Drew. Also wonderfully talented. Wonderfully talented. Well, thank you. How's your, uh, what day is it today? Wednesday? It's Wednesday. the day before Thanksgiving. It is. And this is going to go out in a couple weeks. So, mm-hmm. um, but it is A couple weeks? Yeah. So okay. the world, who knows if we'll I even know. be here. I mean, how many seriously. Do you have, how many do you have banked here, Drew? I have, let's see, this will be, I think, number 11. Wow. And so then we have eight that are up. As, so as of this, as of mm. today, so I think number banked. nine is going up today, actually, as far as I know. So. You're yeah, so we're not too far. Two weeks. I'm good for two weeks. Two weeks. Okay. <laughs> yeah, so I'm not too far banked. Nice. But, you know, but we also don't come out every week. We tr- we're trying to. I, eventually, mm-hmm. we will come out every week. Mm-hmm. But between my, a lot of it's me, my schedule, and whatever. I'm you, very yeah, busy. Yeah, you you're very successful, Drew. Very successful, and all the things and the blips and blips. Mm-hmm. But, but it's I kind of like it too that it doesn't feel like every week I have to. Because in my old show, there was real pressure to put it out every Thursday, and there were some weeks that we just scrambled together. And and my old show, I. I had to have guests that knew each other, and it was all improv, and it yeah, was you did it a bunch of times, Jordan, yeah. a couple times, yeah, yeah, I came, mm, yeah, and a lot um, of fun. it was fun, but it was it was y- yours was the this. first podcast I ever did. I didn't even really? know what a podcast was. Oh at my that god. Time. Yeah. Yeah, this was, was like a couple of weeks ago. It was, yeah, I'm just kidding. That was years ago. Uh-huh. That's why I say in the airport. I go around the airport and I go, "Is this a podcast?" <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. Is this a podcast? Oh, uh, can I can I steal that? I'm, I'm sure there actually. is a podcast of someone just going into the airport and just creating shit there. I'm that would sure. Be great. <laughs> what a, what an easy thing. I record my podcast at LAX. <laughs> So I go down Where there. Where are you guys I, going? Where are you okay, coming so from? Come to my podcast. It's at LAX. Oof. So you have to find parking. Can you imagine? <laughs> no, we'll just go to Let's See. Yeah, oh, go to the ter- International Terminal, the Bradley Terminal. <laughs> I think people and... will be so freaked out because everyone's so freaked out. Like, what? Why? who are you? Why are you talking yeah. to me? I'm just a person. I'm also here. Oh, I know. It's exactly. Okay. Like, it's okay. <laughs> people are so scared. You to have to go, but the problem is interact. your podcast, you do it, you, they have to go through security, so they have to buy yes. a ticket somewhere, but yeah. like somewhere cheap like Vegas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 that's through. really great. And then they can always go to Vegas if they want. Uh, see, that's the fun of it. Yeah, that's a real After fun my one. podcast, guess what? You're going to Vegas. <laughs> that you paid for. That you paid for. It's the podcast <laughs> is called This is a Write-Off. There you go. There you go. And 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 what, what a weird... And then, the, you know, why? I don't know. I don't know. Um, Just to see the looks on people's faces when you ask them to do your podcast. That's Oh, and it's already, the and they they already, already... people are like, oh, okay, yeah, sure. You know, well, that's why I started this show because I, I love doing it and I loved, you know, but I got tired of going on people's shows and just talking about the same things over and over again. And mm-hmm. I was like, I, I'm happy to do it, but I wanted to bring, I didn't want anybody to come on and go, oh, I'm going to have to rehash the yeah. same old things that I always talk about. Mm-hmm. Or I don't really, I mean, it's always great when people, if they want to promote something that they have, mm-hmm. but I also never wanted that on my other show too. Like, I don't want people coming on just to be like, I'm here to promote this blah, blah, blah. CBS Tuesday nights, Man with Beast. I know, and you're like, what? And you're like, come on. This is very awkward for me because I came here to plug. Oh, what 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 are you um, plugging well, out? I I mentioned earlier I'm I'm writing a book. I haven't written it yet, but I'm gonna okay. write a book. Oh, and, so you're plugging it before you've I'm, written but it. But I'd like for people like what I'm trying to do is I want people to like pre-order the book, so oh. it makes it worth it to me that's to write nice. it. Like, no, so I get the cool. money, and I know like oh I'm gonna make money off this because I'm I've made the money. Oh, yeah. so you just want money, really? 
Well, so why else would like, anybody write a book? There's no other reason to write a book. Oh, uh, well, you know, I mean, some people, I w- would argue that they have, like, a story to tell. Um, or a gift. A gift a to a gift, family member. A, oh, exactly. Or they're hideously troubled, and this you're is talking about right, what they exactly. have in their you mean, like, yeah, poor, You're talking about poor people. Like, poor people would do something dumb uh, like that. Yeah, That's I guess you're poor. right. No, you write it for yeah. money. You write a book for money. So rich people write books for money. Well, they that's, should, if they're that's smart. why they, they have them. Well, see, that's why I'm doing it ahead of time. Pay me the money first. Uh-huh. Then I'll go, like, is it worth it? Have I made millions off this book? Okay. Nope. So I'm not uh, going to write the book. Okay. Oh, great. So you could just make, a, like, you know, a couple hundred thousand, and if it's not enough, you'll just take that money. Oh, yeah, for sure, because it wouldn't be worth writing a book then, because a book is hard. Yeah. It, it seems like, it, like it's it really seems hard. like it would be really hard. I think, hard. though, that's how a pre-order works, though, is if you don't... Mm. Unless you have a special website you're mm-hmm. using, mm-hmm. if you do that, people are generally going to get their money back. I'm almost. <laughs> I think I'm a hundred. I think I'm a hundred percent sure that that's how Stephen King writes all his books. They just pay him. Oh, up that's front. really worked out well for him. Mm-hmm. They pay him yeah. up front, and then he writes the. They pay him in like, okay, okay, I'll write. It's Carrie. called an advance. <laughs> okay. Like from oh. his publisher, but I don't have a publisher because I, you know, they don't know who I am. But so I'm like, but people listening to this might know who I am, or my family, my friends know who I am. Uh-huh. Send me money because you're going to want to. Money from your family and friends. Well, and they'll fans. spread the word, and then you know. Uh-huh. But you know what? This isn't bad. You're saying you're putting it out there. Yeah, I think that's great. That's what it's all about. Mm-hmm. Put it, just put it out it there. Out there. Um, I mean, I don't think you even need to have an idea about what your book's about. I don't. Or, I don't. You know, yeah, that's because the not pressure's not on me. Like once I have millions in the bank, I'm like, oh, I got to deliver. Uh huh. Yeah. And it sounds I'll like you'll really gr- deliver this. I'll write something great because <laughs> if it's millions of dollars, it has to be great. So I'll just write oh, that's something true. Great. That's true. Um, well, that's that's. And that's as great. our president says, I'll use all the best words. <laughs> he, yeah, he, he, yeah. he, but he's he not our president yet. He's he not our president be. yet. He he's no. not. You never I know. know. We never know. Things never get know. crazy. We literally have no idea what's going to happen <laughs> to this country. Isn't it crazy? Yeah. It is. Kind it's, of, it really yeah. is. Cause it's like we just don't know. And in a couple of weeks, like we'll have a different. Every day is different. Well, yeah. my, this was my plan after he got elected. Immediately after I, I was like depressed that night. Mm-hmm. Woke up at five thirty in the morning, couldn't sleep, mm-hmm. and then I let it go. And I decided I'm gonna be in denial for four years. And mm-hmm. then I went to church on Sunday, and the, our pastor talked about the election. He said we can't be in denial. <laughs> yeah. like, Wait a minute. Wait a minute. That's my plan. Exactly. I'm not well, gonna deal with this. I think we go back and forth, and I go and I look at it, and I go, Oh God, you know, we we have to just trudge on and do our own thing. And then it's like, No, but we have to also. Like deal with it and do like, the work. Deal with this and and yeah. do, we can't do the work. give up. We can't like, give up. We have to like. We be also motivated. can't. You know, we got complacent because we mm-hmm. had a president for eight years that was on our side mm-hmm. that was doing a lot of things. But we also, it's never about that. Like right. we we have to. It's you know act locally. Well, I think mo- yeah, for there's, 100%. there's food yeah. in the stores. As long as there's food on the shelves at most people, grocery stores, people don't give a crap. People don't give a shit. You yeah. know, people, mo- only Everybody's 40%, what is it, 46% of the registered voters Voted. actually Isn't voted. Isn't that crazy? I know, I know. So that's all you have to know. Right. Exactly. That's the truth. That's Nothing, the really truth. Mm-hmm. Nothing really matters. Nothing really matters that truth. much. Well, and people were selfish in how they voted, too. Mm-hmm. They were like, what affects me? Mm-hmm. How do I, you know. Personally. Personally. Like, I, the one, like, the type of voter I have no patience for is like the, uh, I'm a one-issue voter. It's abortion. Well, you know what? We have <laughs> Also, there's wars that you're, need yeah, to be you're, just, you're either not paying attention or you're stupid if you're a one issue. Right. Like, come on, one issue. Right. I'm a one issue. I only care about our troops. I'm like, well, that's nice. Care about them. But there's right. also things going on in this right. country. I'm a one issue voter. Numerology of the person's name I'm voting for. <laughs> that's all I care about. If the numbers don't add up, I'm out. Done. Got my cards laid mm. on the table. Two seven six four twelve eleven ten. Yes. <laughs> I mean, have you seen that the the crazy Rodney Asher's documentary about The Shining? Oh, I haven't seen oh, it. Oh, it's so crazy. I it's haven't. Is the, it good? It's great. It's just. I've but heard it's, a lot about it. But you're but you're listening to crazy people talk. Like it's, yeah. It's what well, I love that movie so much, and I think it's fascinating that that there would be such. It just proves how 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 great the movie is because there's so many different theories yeah. about what the movie's about. But one of my favorite things is that it's all, like a numerologist and thinks the entire mo- movie is about the numbers that are involved in it and they yeah. just start talking like that and they speak in oh, numbers, the numbers on the for door. like five minutes yeah. right because the, the documentary is called Room 227 two, 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 not 227 two, that, that was a great yeah. show with I Marla Gibbs sitcom. Jack Hay that was a, a great, great African American sitcom yes African American sitcom thank you yes sure. <laughs> I love that show you know what I don't see color I, I, oh I, just, I don't I just see sitcoms Ooh, so. you're the worst <laughs> you're the worst kind of person Drew <laughs> 
I know. I love when people say that. I don't, I don't see color. See... It's like, please see color. It's, it's important. Color's cool. I just wrote a sketch for this show <laughs> I'm working on, and there's a line where a person says, I don't see color, and then the black woman says, no, you can see my color. It is to be acknowledged and celebrated. Yes. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> That's so good. I know. That's the thing where I, I know people say it with the intention of um, being really like inclusive, and you know, but it's like, well, it's a lie. Right, it's dumb. You, it's it, dumb unless you're or, blind, or, 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 <laughs> right? And it's also just like it's it's assuming that everyone has the same experience. The fact that you're and, saying that is acknowledging color. Like, I don't see color. Well, why would you say that? Mm-hmm. I don't say I don't see curbs because right. I just ignore curbs. I ignore curbs. But, but, curbs, you, but curbs are usually colored. That's their thing. Some are white. Some are red. But I know when people say like something yellow. to me that is offhanded, I don't think anything about it, and they go, oh, I, "I'm I didn't I'm didn't mean to offend you," or like I'm not homophobic, and you're like, "Wait." What? Yeah, right. the fact that you said the that. The fact that you said that made it that way. I wasn't yeah. thinking that, but okay, people, well now. I, I would never say that, people. and I'm terribly homophobic. You really are. You I, I mean, really... scared. I mean, I'm just scared. <laughs> You're terrified I'm of so it. scared uh-huh. of gay people. Like, oh my God, what's going to happen to me right now? Uh-huh. Well, because you know, you've, you know, you do theater. And you, you're around them. You're around them Wait, a what? Lot. What do you mean? Mm-hmm. Theater's mm-hmm. dangerous. What do you mean? It's very dangerous. Everyone at my the theaters are... Heterosexual, what do you mean? Oh, wow. What Jordan, we have is a that? lot to talk about. Now let's cover it all. <laughs> what the? That's a, that'd be a cool, that'd be a very boring thing. Can you imagine? A terrible theater. Oh Welcome God. to hetero. This is, a, you know. this is a straight theater, 100% straight. <laughs> Here's the deal. You can get chocolate milk or a beer. It's $10. Uh, $10. Bring your own fucking chair, and if you don't like it, well, get out. Get out. <laughs> This is an American theater. Uh, we're doing uh, a <laughs> few good men. Well, we'll scratch that. We're Uh-oh. doing uh, twelve angry men. Yeah. Ooh. Ooh, ooh, uh, ooh. Oh, we yeah. actually wrote our own play. It's just called <laughs> Talking and Standing. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, we just did that on the last show. I was talking about two two dudes together doing improv. How it just is that you stand and talk and reference movies. Um, <laughs> reference in movies. Yeah. That's yeah, a that's thing. a lot of that, and probably like you know. Like Goonies, and never, the audience goes crazy because they're like, "Oh, specific I remember reference. that! I remember that too. We're connected. Uh, remember that thing that we all watched? I know. Like that was more interesting than what we're watching now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> let's talk about it. Um, so I want to hear some um some stories. Mm-hmm. Who wants to go first? I have no idea what's going to happen. So mm-hmm. I, I'll go okay. first. I don't, okay. mind. <laughs> I don't mind going first. So Johnny's going to do that underneath the whole t- story. That's going okay. to make sense it's, when you hear my story. Oh yeah, it's going to it's going to work with it. Oh. So my story is is a story I've never told on um on a podcast or anywhere on a show of any sort. Oh, I love it. But I've sort of shared versions of it over the years with friends. But it's really about this guy who, when I was in high school and I was like uh, in 11th grade, this guy named Kent, he's passed away. So I'll just start off with that. Just What's his last name? I'm not going to say it. <laughs> but anyways, Kent, and he was, he was like, we were all, high, me and my high school friends, but he was out of high school. So he was like 20, 21. I think he was at least 21 because he would buy us booze. No, he was like 20 because we would buy booze at this person's house. I remember who was you would se- buy booze at a house because there was somebody who was sold to underage kids. What city oh is this? Small town, Kankakee, Illinois. It's okay. a small yes. town. Okay. So I remember, like sometimes, sometimes we sit outside a liquor store and some nice adult I think it's would like, go in and I, get I don't it know why. Like I, I mean, I'm like giving booze to underage kids is like. Eh, not so great. But making, but selling it to underage kids <laughs> is so fucked up. I know, it was a house that we a would house. go to. And they would just sell you booze. That's cool. Oh my God. And I don't think and they you drank then? I'm not, in high school, yes. Okay, because I, I don't even you, think I've we, never known you to drink, so I didn't I don't even remember if they marked the prices <clears> up. I think it was just like, sure, we'll sell it to you. Like, come mm-hmm. over here. Um, but I'm guessing they probably marked it up at least a dollar. We I'm were buying sure. the cheapest shit, of course, in the world. So it was like, it's two dollars. Well, we will charge you three dollars <laughs> uh, for this bottle for of alcohol, giant yeah. jug of Gallo. But, you buying wine, beer? Oh god, I don't know enough about booze Liquor. anymore. But it was like wine, oh wine. Or like, it was like, like I can Mad do Dog. Mad Dog Twenty Twenty was my, my, yeah, my like number one go to. Red was Night that Train. Uh, uh, Peach Snaps. Peach uh-huh. Snaps. I didn't do a lot of Night Train. That wasn't okay. my drink. Um, 
And then there was another, I can't remember the name of it, that... I mean, we drank a lot of Jack Daniels coolers, like Lynchburg lemonade. Ah. And, yeah. Just, and, and, See, they and, didn't have those when I was a kid. They didn't have those lemonade, hard lemonades and things like but that. But this was like with whiskey in it that oh. they had. And then, and, I, and But then I also remember Mad Dog, there was a flavor called Banana Red. I remember that. It, and it was oh, banana no. flavor, but it was bright red, so it looked oh. like it would be really tropical. But it was just banana flavor. I remember when banana flavor came out. When wine. I started, they only had strawberry and grape. You okay. wanted strawberry and grape. grape. Grape was brutal. Grape wine, mm. even though yeah. it's made of grapes. Anyway. <laughs> it was brutal. Grape was brutal. So you, but sometimes you couldn't get strawberry because it was. I think that was a newer flavor at the time. But anyway, so we would exclusive. So Kent was the only one who had a car, mm-hmm. and so he would hang out with all of us. And Kent was gay, but at the time I didn't really know that. Uh-huh. I knew he was quite flamboyant and um, you know and very eccentric. But did you know t- any out gay people then? No, that's the p- okay. reason. Like right. now, when sure. I look back, I go, "Well, of course he was gay, right. you know." Sure. And uh, one of our, our friends that we hung out with was also gay, so it's like you put the you did the math. I think they dated for a while, um, but you know. But later in in hindsight, you go like, "Oh, of course." Right. When you actually meet gay people, go like, "Oh, that's right, people are actually gay." <laughs> um, it's not I just, have that on a just, daily basis. Right. I'm like, "Wow, they actually." Are. <laughs> Uh, uh, well, you grew up in a small town, then you mm-hmm. you don't know any out gay people. Of course, so if you, absolutely. You hear about gay people, and you hear you know gossip like we're like that, that guy's gay or whatever. Right. But it was always be like one guy, and then later I realized like, well, who was he gay with? He could have been gay by himself. There's no way to do that. Yes, there is. But I meant like he's not. There's no way <laughs> for you to know it. Actively having right? sex I mean, with there's someone. no way for you to know it unless you saw him dating someone. Who's, right. So how would you know he's gay if he's not? Yeah, but it's interacting. You know. But yes, people yes, you are can, gay. You can be gay alone. Don't have, even if they're virgins, they're right. gay. You know? Right. Yeah. I guess. I don't know. I don't know anything about. I don't virgins. know what all oh, you're talking boy. about. Anyway, so Johnny just left. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> um, off. I don't know what you Here's mean. What Kent, Kent <laughs> was really a straight theater company. Kent was really like a lot of fun, but like too much fun. Like uh-huh. you would get in. Tra- he would go too far right. all the time. Okay. And I give an example. Like Kent used to do this. Like I'd be. It'd be the two of us riding in his car somewhere, and. He'd say something to me. He'd say, like, uh, when I pull up to this house, it'd be like people sitting on their porch. And he would say, when I pull up to this house, roll down the window and then cuss those people out. And then I'm just going to take off. That'll be hilarious, right? <sighs> so he'd pull up to a house. Yes, yeah, so it'd be hilarious. I'd roll down the window and I'd say, <sighs> oh, look at you fucking ugly motherfucker. Fuck you, you stupid motherfuckers. And then I go, can't drive. And he'd just sit there. <laughs> and I'd oh, duck down in my, my seat God. and go, can't drive. Drink, why are you doing? And he would just sit there like that guy just cussed you guys out. (laughs) And then he'd eventually take off. Oh, my God. And then Kent did this one day. And this is not funny, but, you know, and it wasn't funny at the time when the moment he did it was funny afterwards to me to tell people. But like Kent had a BB gun, like a pistol, a BB pistol Mm -hmm. that he'd have in his car, just drive around. Well, we all knew it was a BB gun. Oh. But not everyone knew it was a BB but gun. But it looks like a like it a It looks like gun. a pistol if you don't know anything yeah. about guns, yeah. which I sure. don't. Sure. But I remember one day, um, we were driving this car. It was still, it was just the two of us that day, I believe. And he stopped to ask somebody for directions. It's like guy who was probably like in his 30s but seemed like an old man to me at that time of course <laughs> an older man who seemed kind of homelessy but not you know that's me we I didn't have <laughs> exactly. 30s homelessy uh-huh. um, there were no homeless people in my town at that time but you know he seemed like he was seeing better days and he's like i was like hey do you know where blah 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 and the guy leans down in the car to give him directions and Kim puts the gun in his face <gasps> holy shit oh. and the guy's face just like like it was oh, like this so look at shot and then he oh takes off running and Kent thought that was so funny I'm like and you know I'm just like Kent. and then later I laughed about it because nothing happened right yeah. but again I was like 15 16 at this time maybe mm-hmm. 16 or 17 because um, I knew Kent between the ages of 15 and 17 <laughs> so somewhere in there but here's the main here's the story that that I was going to tell about this just I wanted to give you an idea of Kent uh-huh. first okay so one night we were hanging out the bowling alley which is the only place anybody hung out in my town on the weekend. It was a thing like every Friday when we'd be in school and be like, what are you doing tonight? And the first thing everybody say, I'm not going to the bowling alley. <laughs> not doing that. That's lame. And then that's exactly and then like, what they hey, you see, Because there's nothing to do. You'd be like, I, right. I know everyone's at the bowling alley, so I guess I'll right. go. It had an arcade, so that's pretty much where everybody, all the kids hung out at the arcade that mm-hmm. was at the bowling alley. 
So there we were at the bowling alley, and we're leave. At a certain point, we're leaving. It's me and Kent and a bunch of our friends that my regular friends I hung out with. It all Kent was our ride. Kent was our ride, basically. His name actually was Ken, but we called him Kent. I don't know why. Okay. Um, I love a nickname that's longer than right, their I know. name. So, and just like, like not even longer. I think it was just a thing where somebody accidentally Kent. called him Kent. Uh-huh. Then you realize it's Ken, Ken, but just like, I like Kent. Yeah. So Ken. let's call All you right. Kent. I'm going anyway, to call you Jordan. Jordan. That doesn't make any sense. That's not a name, though. I like so, it. So, Droot. Um, <laughs> so we're leaving. It's a bunch of us, like maybe four of us in the car, five of us in the car leaving. And we see this guy, this white, it's all of us are black. There's this white guy. My town was very racially, not divided, but racially even, like 50% uh-huh. black, 50% white, mm-hmm. pretty much. Where in the state is that? It's 50 miles south of Chicago. Okay. So you got influence from Chicago, right? Not, no, like, none. Zero. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm not even kidding. Like, none. Like, you right. wouldn't have known Chicago was anywhere near you. But you can uh-huh. drive there. Oh, 100%. You don't. Yeah. You never People don't. Well, I did. Okay. I went there all the time, but. Well, it's but like a lot have you of been to Temecula didn't. and they go, you live in LA. I mean, I remember I was yeah. doing this thing. To, to and they don't go to LA. And we, I was in Temecula for a while and they would, we have like waiters to be like, you live in LA? <gasps> Wow, what's that like? And I'm like, you can get on the freeway, like, freeway yeah, yeah. and drive for 40 minutes. And you're there. Like, it's clear. But, anyway. But people no, don't. No. It wasn't until I moved to L.A. that I realized that my town was not, uh, uh, um, it wasn't an outlier. That's normal. Like, yeah. people live where they live and they don't travel. Right. Mm-hmm. Especially to the big city. My town's very Republican. Mm-hmm. And every other part of Illinois is completely Democrat. Yes, yes. Especially Chicago. Mm-hmm. And so there was that, too. Like, where people were just like, I'm not going to Chicago. They're crazy there. Those liberals. Oh. And um, uh, I mean, the white people were Republicans. The black people are not Republicans. <laughs> but anyway, um, pro- I don't know what they're doing today. Um but anyway, so we were leaving and we saw this white guy who one of my friends had gotten into a fight with at school earlier that week. Mm-hmm. And somebody pointed out, like, oh, that's the guy that so-and-so got into a fight with, right? And so Kent drives oh, his car over to where they are. Like, we're in the parking lot. So he drives over oh, to the God. car where they're all hanging out. <sighs> and he's like, Rod, is this the guy who uh, you got into a fight with? I shouldn't have said the name. It doesn't matter. Is this the guy you got into a fight with? <laughs> and uh, And my friend was like, you know, like, what? No, don't worry about it. Like, we're, like, so over. Like, let's just. And he pulls out the BB gun and points it at, like, these three or four white kids. Ooh. And um, and I'm, like, dug down in the car. Because I'm, like, it's my drive. Get out of here. And then one of the girls who was standing there, believe it or not, worked at the same uh, nursery school that my mother worked at. So wow. she knew who I was. Of so I, But I'm hiding. So I don't know if she saw me or not. And I literally say to Kent, I say, Kent. That girl works with my mother. And Kent, looking at the white people pointing the gun, goes, he goes, I don't care. I'll shoot that white bitch's toes off. <gasps> right? Oh, he thinks this is hilarious. Now, Kent knows that we know the gun's not real. Right, but they don't. But he thinks, of course they don't. He thinks this is hilarious. Eventually, he drives off, and we're on our way wherever we're going. And the next thing we know, there's a car following us and, like, honking its horn at us. So the car pulls up next to us, and it's a guy, you know, like, just a regular guy, but he says, police, pull over, right? And, you know, so what we're thinking is like, oh, like, if this is a cop, he's like, you know... Undercover. Undercover or whatever. But we're like... So we end up, and I'm not kidding you, in a high-speed chase with this guy chasing us. And all that's going through my mind is, I can't go to jail. Like, I cannot call my mother from jail tonight. Like, that can't happen. No, 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 no. But in my mind, I'm like... I guess I might be. I don't know. So this guy's chasing us through this town. We're running. I mean, like, we're running stop signs because that's pretty much all we have. No, I'm kidding. We have some streetlights. <laughs> but we're on, like, the side street. So we're running right. stop signs. This is a regular car. Yeah, regular car. Regular car, no lights. The guy only. Yeah, he no just, lights. He, but he says he's a cop, which he said, we don't know. We're kids. So he pulled up next to you and said he's yeah, a cop? Yeah, like, as we're driving, like, he pulls up and he's, like, waving us down. Okay. Like, pull over, pull over, police, pull over. So um, it's an older guy. Yeah, older than us. Okay, yeah, but he yeah. looked twenties ish. You know, right? You know, like twenty five ish, um, white guy, and we. Um, so finally, like, we're just the guy won't stop chasing us. This I don't know how long this went on. Probably like less than five minutes, but it felt like forever. And we um, finally Kent stops the car. And the guy pulls his car in front, like, to block us from going forward. And he gets out of his car, and he's walking towards us. And he's saying, police, get out of the car. And 
Kent is saying, Jeez. show me your license. Show me your license. Your, badge. Yeah. your show badge. Me your badge. Show me your badge. Yeah. Show me your badge. And the guy is, he's saying, get out of the car. Police, get out of the car. And he's like, show me your badge. And the guy won't. And Kent says, follow me to the police station. Right? So Kent starts driving off. And the guy's following us, like, to the police station. And then when we take, like, a left in, to, in front of the police station, the guy takes a right and <gasps> keeps going. Oh. Wow. Yeah. So that was that's my uh, that's my story. So you think the guy was he wasn't was, a cop? He was a friend a of whoever. He was a friend of theirs, and he was just one. He's like, like I don't know. Like, I don't know what it, it like was like. Four of us up. in the car. He couldn't have won that fight. He was by himself. He was by himself. Okay, but he was probably really pissed. So you know, when you're pissed, you're just like you'll take on all. Covers. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. If yeah. we had known he wasn't a cop, in all honesty, we would have just stopped the car and be like, what? <laughs> you know, what do you want to do? It's like it's right, four of us, right, right, one right, of right. You. exactly. But um, it's so it's this is not something I'm proud of, but it's. Just something that's just, to me. It's like what you do when you're a stupid kid. Oh, absolutely. The mistakes you make. The thing is, we all do such you, we yeah. all do such stupid things as kids, and we do like I can't that can get I did you that. killed. No. Really. Absolutely. The thing that's so sad and scary to me is that like now, mm-hmm. had that story happened. Good. I know. Like, and everybody, you, you know, know, you know the ending of that story. Well, just think. For example, if one of those kids had a gun, that he yeah. pulled that gun on. Just think. Mm-hmm. Like, what if one of them happened to have a gun in their car? Or right. shot back. Well, they, yeah, they, we'd yeah, be dead. We, That'd yeah. be the end of the story. Or if the, you know, if the guy following you had been a cop, right? And it's like you're in oh, jail. I'll you're in you. jail, or yeah. would have just shot shot yeah. all four of you. Right. You know, it's like without anything, I'd be like, you know, those kids had a gun. Those are the kids that like, had pulled a gun on somebody. Right. Yeah. And then you know, it, it, it's it's so scary to mm-hmm. think like stupid shit you do. Oh, as my, a how, kid. Well, I think about like how many times I got in car with drunk drivers as a oh, kid. Oh my god, I know. Mm-hmm. And it's like we do these things, and you're like, the stakes are so much higher. Because, mm-hmm. like, you know, wherever you are in the world and things are so heightened, and yeah, you can't have like a BB gun that's, you know, it's like that, that looks like is a pistol. just one of those things that. Or just think if a real cop really had, like, ch- chased after us, or, or if those kids had called the cops, which they didn't, because, right. you know, when you're a kid, you just doesn't, don't take anything serious, as serious as you should, and mm-hmm. you don't think anything's going to happen to you. Right. Exactly. And now we live really boring lives. I know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> thank God. I mean, I'm just like, I, I think about that and I'm like, I'm so glad I'm no longer in, you know, you know, that, that situation that was so crazy. Because I mean, I've been in those like car chases and like, you know, in mm-hmm. high school, like there was a time we like, screamed. I used to love to roll down the window. I can, I can give a really high pitched, really shrill scream. Mm-hmm. You can? I haven't done it in a really long time. I could too, growing up. I was I can make a really <laughs> yeah. loud, you know, yeah. well, both of us, you and I both have like really insane laughs. I mean, yeah. when we hear, mm-hmm. you know, I, I know when you're in an audience, I'm like, Jordan's here. Mm-hmm. You can roll that, uh, that partition up in front of the mics and, and just, oh my God, really I can maybe do it. Let it maybe, go. Remind me to do it at the end of the show. I'll try I've to do got it. one too. I've got one. I do. Oh really? We can all try yeah. out our screen. Our shrill screen. I'm afraid yeah. of doing it and then blowing up my voice. Yeah, I'm not going to do thing, it because I know my voice. But I'm, I used to be able to do it in high school and make my friends like laugh a lot. We would roll down the windows <laughs> and we'd just scream at people, and that would be it. And there was a time that we were out driving through Lincolnton, North Carolina, and driving Lincolnton. through Lincolnton. Where is that? Is that near? It's anything? an hour outside of Charlotte. Lincolnton, Lincolnton, Charlotte, uh, named for Benjamin Lincoln, not Abraham Lincoln, oh, but Benjamin well, Lincoln, fair. Um, who I'm sure was like um, just way, way uh, more horrible than Abraham Lincoln ever. <laughs> but um, <clears throat> so we did that, and there was a there was a car of guys one time that pulled up that that chased us through the town and pulled up next to us at a light. And pulled right up, and then the guy got out of his car, or maybe it was the passenger that got out, mm-hmm. and jump kicked and kicked his foot right at the window at my face. Like the, uh, it, the, it, the passenger side. Passenger window? side. I was in the passenger side. My friend was driving. Did it break? And it did not. But he kicked his foot right in my face, and it was so scary. Mm-hmm. And yeah, but you know that was, was like it, a redneck guy. Uh, no, it was a, it was a black guy. Okay. And black people can't be rednecks. See, Johnny, if you hadn't asked, we were all picturing a white guy, and then you had to ruin the story. Mm-hmm. Now, yeah, yeah exactly. But there was, but seriously, I mean, there was so much, like, there was weird, I don't know if it's like the, you know, to your story, like racial tension and mm-hmm. like, you know, and it was like. The, it For was, sure in my town, tons of racial tension. It was tension. like, it wasn't overt. And obviously when I did that, I had no idea who I was screaming at and right. I wasn't doing it like, look, there's some black people right. and go scream at them. But, and I, and I don't even know if they were chasing us saying, let's, you know, right. go after this white guys. I don't know if that particular interaction mm-hmm. was, was racial, but there was this uh, ongoing thread in our school that wasn't so mm. Right, overt. my school was exactly the same way. Like it everybody was, pretty much got along. Yes. Except if something 
But it would come out very easily. It would, right. it, it would always be like, well, these black kids came over or these white Man. kids came over. It would, it, that would be such a, a qualifier. And well, it was like, definitely well, a separation at my school where the black kids hung out with the black kids, white kids hung out with the white kids. Yes. But it was, you know, it was a friendly detente. Am I using the word correctly, detente? I think so. It okay. sounds very fancy. And, yeah, um, uh, well, you know, I'm a very fancy man. <laughs> um, but, um, but there was, you know, and there were like, you know, there was sometimes like there was some overlap, like dating some black kids would date some white. We had you know. this crazy phenomenon at our school where <clears throat> the white cheerleaders and and not mm-hmm. the black cheerleaders, but all the white, a large section of like white girls and a lot of the cheerleaders would go out of their way mm. to date the black guys mm-hmm. to piss off their families. Oh yeah, that's that's the oldest, that's the oldest trick in the oldest book. Tri- I mean, I guess, but like it was it was this crazy thing, that's and incredible. then this fucked up thing was that in our world in high school in Lincolnton, those girls were then labeled gray. Which means Isn't what? Isn't that fucked up? Like, because they dated the white black and black guys. makes you gray. Yeah. So but these... is that supposed to be a slur, like a put down? Because it doesn't sound oh, horrible. Oh, don't talk to her. She's gray. Oh, wow. okay. That's yeah. so hilarious. It's though. so weird and crazy. And like, but the girls would, you know, it was this thing that they would, you know, it was a fetish thing in a mm-hmm. weird way. I don't know if fetish is the right word, but it wasn't like I happened to fall in love with somebody or I'm dating. Mm-hmm. It wasn't, it was like this movement that happened and yet the girls would get, so they would do it. Mm-hmm. I guess to piss off the families or to, or to be rebels. It was right. like the yeah. most rebellious thing they could do. And of course they're on, you know, it's like with the athletes, it's like they're on, you know, with each other all the time. Right. So it was an it easy sense. thing. Yeah. It makes mm-hmm. sense. But it wasn't like, oh, there was just, I, I really, I don't think I would be idealistic to think like if there was a, just a handful of interracial couples in mm-hmm. my school, it would have been a big deal. Mm-hmm. But the fact that it was like this huge movement mm-hmm. and it's so awful to be like, to, to, call those it was just right. I don't know who's hey. good in that situation well, it was also like, kind of all for the cheerleaders like I want to piss off my parents I know what I'll do I'll date a black guy exactly because it wasn't like I'm genuinely attracted or right. I really like this guy right. and he just so I just want to be a part of this movement I want to I want to fit in with these other girls and yet the awful cracker white people were like oh let's call them gray <laughs> which is so the lamest that, which is like tarnishes the them in some right. way like they're they right. they are they're damaged goods yeah. in some way i remember this white girl who uh she was a couple of grays ahead of me in high school and couple she, of grays ahead couple of grays ahead. Gray's ahead she was a gray it actually was she dated she pretty much exclusively dated black guys her name was lisa i won't say her last name what's her last name i'm not gonna say it but i remember That's one lisa, day lisa lisa i remember <laughs> I remember one like because like racism was hilarious to us as kids like we just found it funny like because we were kids we didn't mm-hmm. think about the historical relevance right. to it um, but I remember like one day walking in the hall and somebody had written on one of the walls in the school Lisa with her last name is a nigger lover and I remember thinking like good uh, <laughs> that's a compliment <laughs> go girl we'll, we'll yeah. accept that love we shall take your love oh my god <laughs> I love that I mean I I, I I also that just the empower like the just perception of looking at it the other way as mm-hmm. opposed to because that's one of those things that sadly like you know being so used to hearing that word. Well, and I remember. Like, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to no, cut no, you no, off. No, this just came to me. I remember being with her when she saw it, and she either said this or she wrote it on there, something like "damn right" or something like wow. that. Wow, I remember that. Yeah, oh, I love that. Yeah, because she was really. I mean, she was a ballsy. I remember like she was like a like take no shit kind Heck of person. Yeah, anyway, that's great. yeah. We had none of that in my high school. Really? Where did you go to high school? <laughs> Went to high school in Minnesota. There were no black people wow. in the not high even school. One? Not one. Wow. Not a single one. Hey, we had a lot of Asian kids, but no, mm-hmm. no, wow. no black so kids. So it was so me. nice, right? Johnny was just so nice. Well, I mean, it was nothing. It was, <laughs> yeah. it was, it was just so what it is. It was so much fun and easy. Uh, quiet. It was actually quiet. terrible. It was probably the worst four years of my entire life. Really? Uh, <laughs> regardless of any other those people whatsoever. Right. Just sure. a normal high school yeah. experience. That's, that's high school. Mm-hmm. So Johnny, Johnny, what's your story? So my story is about, I have an uncle and he grew up in Peoria mm-hmm. and oh. um, he actually- <laughs> Hometown he, of he lived, uh, Richard Pryor, sorry. He lived in oh. Jordanstown for a couple mm-hmm. of years. I think no, it's about the it, same time. He had, there were some kids- They, they just, are near each other. Yeah, they're near. And he actually went to, he used to hang out at the bowling alley with his, with his younger cousins at night. And these guys- 
pulled a gun on him, but he's a crazy guy. <laughs> he decided he was going to pretend oh, to be a fuck cop. You, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. You, I got nothing. <laughs> nothing. That's I wish, I, wish no. I had listened to the details enough where I kind of spun <laughs> and, it. And I'm so gullible. I'm listening to this. Oh, going, me wait, too. Wait, no. wait, bowling alley? Well, that's just like Jordan's oh, story. I'm I mean, like, so, probably the same bowling alley. That's I'm great. So, I, I, I'm, I'm so gullible, especially when I'm... I've opened myself up to a vulnerable place. It's just you're not used to being around evil liars like Johnny. I'm a liar. Exactly. Stirring a cauldron. What is an actor but a liar? I'm just... Oh. I disagree. I'm not, actor tells the truth, a good actor. The truth. Oh. The truth and I a lie. I think you're both fired. You're both excused. <laughs> That's, That's also true, going to be the name of my book. An actor tells the truth. Okay, so now we have that. Oh, okay. That's so, an actor. Like PayPal me. Else. Okay. PayPal me. An actor tells the truth or the an, actor? I was going to say an actor. An like actor tells the, the truth. Actor does because maybe the truth. it's my story. See, my the book's... actor tells and truth. Okay. My, my I can't the actor this tells a I, truth. I don't support this. The actor I don't tells care a for truth. This. The actor tells the truth. I'm uh, very shut down. Um, shut down you up for not. the first. So I really need to take your workshop. <laughs> yeah. I need to buy your book that you haven't written yet. Um, uh, but anyway, I don't. I want to get to your story before we run out of time, Johnny. So what? T- how much time do you have? We're running out. Are you serious? Yeah. Oh, wow. This is really brief. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I've pretty much, that's the thing is I've told every story I have already. So mm-hmm. the only thing I have is a story that happened to me just two days ago. That's fine. So this is called minor revelations. So it can minor. be small. It's, it's not only a minor revelation. So I got a tattoo for the first time. Oh, you did? Yeah. Where? On my arm. It's here. Great. Yeah. It's You'll a have cr- to show it. I can show it to you, but I have to take off my shirt. I don't like taking my shirt off right now. But I got a tattoo for the first time. I don't know why I didn't, uh, Brit. My wife, she wanted to get a tattoo. She's, she has tattoos. She's already got a bunch of tattoos. Okay. And she went to get, she wanted to get a new one. This one uh-huh. she's wanted to get for years. And there's this girl we went to. Uh, she's a great tattoo artist. Her name is Evie. And she, uh, her company's called Show Pigeon. She has a lot of stuff that's like Disney cartoon based okay. kind of okay, thing. It's really pretty, uh-huh. really unique stuff. So I was like, fuck it. I'll, <laughs> I guess I'll just get a tattoo. I always never wanted to get a tattoo ever. Um, I'm a big fan of this. This is, Artist, he's he died this last year. Named Blowfly, Clarence Reed. He's mm. from uh, Florida. He's, Sounds like Goldfinger. What sort of. His name? He's Gold, like Blowfield. You know, uh, he's like the <laughs> precursor to Dolomite. Kind of. He was. Mm-hmm. He sort of. He wrote a bunch of stuff, uh, a bunch of songs for TK Records, like okay. for George McRae, Gwen McRae, and like people like that in Hialeah, Florida, like in the 60s and 70s. Oh, wow. He's a crazy guy, super inventive. He's put up on a bunch of records, like adult party records. Oh, okay. oh I love like, that stuff. Yeah, they're yeah. super fucking, they're, like, they're yeah. dirty yeah. as it gets. Yeah. Blowfly, yeah. he's got like 10 albums. They're all incredible. <laughs> so literally B-L-O-W-F-L-Y. Yeah, Blowfly. Blow his real good. name is Clarence Reed. Okay. He's, uh, and so I saw him... I've been a fan of his for years, and I saw him perform in L.A. This was probably like five years ago, and I freaked out because one of Britt's friends was would dance for him when he would show up in town. She would be an onstage dancer, and so mm-hmm. she asked Britt if she would also dance at the show, mm. and I was like, that's awesome. That's super cool. So I went to see the show, and everyone in the band was at the Knitting Factory and on La Brea mm-hmm. in Hollywood, mm-hmm. yeah. and everyone at the show, all the band members were drunk, so they couldn't go pick up Clarence at his hotel, and I wasn't <laughs> drunk yet, so I was like, I'll go, I'll go pick up Clarence Reed. Hell yeah. Oh I fucking God. love this guy. So I take my friend Michael's car, and, and this I go- this is two days ago. No, this is years ago. Okay, okay. The tattoo, tattoo, tattoo was two days ago. I'm trying to tell you why I never got a tattoo. Got it. Okay, Long got story got it, got short, it. I pick up Clarence Reed. I'm just in awe of this guy because I love him. He's the, he's the coolest, weirdest. He's the best guy. At and the Knitting he, Factory. Yeah. And mm-hmm. he, I dropped him off that night. We talked a bunch. He's a real kooky guy. I mean, he was. Rest in mm-hmm. peace. A real, like, fucking weirdo, like, outsider mm-hmm. dude. And he was like, <laughs> he he told me, he said, hey, yo, man, you look great. Never get a tattoo or a piercing. You, you got to keep that straight look going. It's oh. good. It's good for you. It'll work out for you. And I was like, okay, well, I'll do it. I'll do what Clarence Reed says because <laughs> right. he's the I get it. I coolest totally guy in the world. Yep. And so, yeah, I guess I broke my promise to Uncle Clarence. A oh my bit, god! But I decided to just do it because why the hell not? Because I. What is your tattoo? It's a crawfish. Okay. Yeah. What I does just, that symbolize for you? They're just they're cool little, little <laughs> creatures. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they're tough little creatures. But I got this tattoo right. So I we're at the studio. Brick gets her tattoo done first, and she no problem. She's all worried about it, but she's had it before, so she's like. She's dealing with it. It's not on her thigh, so it's not like a super painful area. Mm-hmm. Then it's my turn, and I'm like super 
nonchalant about this. I really don't care. Like, I'm really, I'm not nervous at all. I don't know if you know, but I've had a lot of like, big-time surgery in oh, the past. Like I had, wow. No, I didn't know yeah, that. Yeah, well, like about 15 years ago, I had my large intestine removed, and that's like a two-part surgery. So I was in the hospital for probably about 20 days total. Wow. Wow. So, so you don't have a large intestine? No, but I'm all, I'm all good. It's all hooked up mm -hmm. and everything. But that was like a, that's a... That's the terrible thing. It's mm. like it's not terrible. It's just really painful yeah. and well, traumatic. Yeah, of course. Yeah, it's yes. difficult. Super yes. difficult. So a tattoo is like I don't give a fuck about the right. pain of a right. tattoo. Right, right, right. Sure. And I've had all kinds of other st other stuff in the meantime that are painful things like medical stuff. So it's something where I just didn't think about it at all. And I, she starts doing the tattoo. She's like a third of the way through. And I'm. I'm okay, it hurts. I'm like, oh, this hurts, mm -hmm. but it just feels like having your blood drawn, but just repeatedly mm -hmm. having your blood drawn. And I'm sort of, uh, I'm starting to get kind of thirsty, so I drank some water, and for some reason I'm feeling, Evie, the tattoo artist, she mentioned something about like, well, let me know if you're feeling light lightheaded or anything. And I'm kind of like, I kind of am feeling lightheaded, so I feel like I should get up and walk around a little bit and maybe drink some water. So I said to her, I said, uh, yeah, I think I want to take a, a little break. And I'm drinking some water, and I'm about to get up to walk around, and that's the last thing I remember. <gasps> oh, my God. You fainted. Next thing I know, I yeah, I, I'm wa I wake up to uh, to her, like, sort of right, I was sitting in a chair, because my right arm is being tattooed, and she's like, hey, Johnny, hello, wake up, baby, or something like that. Mm. And I just woke up, and I was like, oh, thank God I'm here. And I made the sign of the cross with my left hand because <laughs> the thing was is I didn't just black out. I was in some sort of a nightmare realm. I felt like, you know how when you, if you've ever blacked out before, you can't stitch together the place that you go to. Bef like you're in the, the real world right now. Mm -hmm. And then you go, when you black out, you go to some other place. But those that place is not stitched to the, mm -hmm. they're not connected. Right, right. So so I can't, in my head, I can't put those together. I can put together me coming out of the mm -hmm. blackout to the real world, but I can't put together the other other half of it. So wow. for, for a while- that's just from the pain? I guess so. I think I wasn't breathing, well, I definitely wasn't breathing right, because I was well, like- You were holding your breath or whatever because of the pain. I yeah. was just being yeah. too, I was too relaxed. I mm -hmm. was being too like, oh, this is if I just ignore this and act like it's not- I felt like, you weren't giving your body a chance to yeah. like, strengthen itself to take exactly. The pain. I wasn't. I wasn't. Uh, I wasn't prepared for it, right. and I was being too relaxed about it. And so I was in this place where I thought I was gonna. I thought I was dead. I thought I was gonna die. I felt like I can't re quite remember exactly where, like the physical, what it was. But it basically was sort of like I was in a cave. And there was some sort of a humanoid entity in front of me. It was sort of laughing at me or mocking me. I think it was either, it was either being strangled or being suffocated. And there's something. Wow. I just felt like. So you're in the upside down. I was in the you're upside right. down and I thought I was dead. <laughs> I thought it was at the end of my life and I was about ready to like cry and just sort of give up and die. Oh my God. And it was. So when I came out of it, it was this wave of relief where I was like, oh my fucking. Oh, thank God right. I'm not in hell. I'm not, I haven't been banished to hell. How long wow. were you passed out for? I was passed out for maybe like 25, 30 seconds. Oh, wow. I don't know. That's a lot, though. That's yeah. It is. Time. And they said my eyes were rolling back in my head and I was shaking and it mm. wasn't, wasn't like a fainting right. kind of thing. They were, they were this close to calling. Uh, emergency services or something, but I the came morgue. out of it. <laughs> I think it was the devil because it's a sin to get a tattoo. That's right. It is. Can it might have been Johnny, the devil. The reason we called you here today is to talk to you about, <laughs> about the good um, news. Our friend, the Bible. Mm -hmm. I believe um, it's. It's wow. It might be true. That's so. That's so crazy. That yeah, mm -hmm. like you've been through all these things, and yeah, you think like everybody gets a tattoo. Yeah. Right. I mean, like it's such, a, it's such a common but I, thing I now. I think that you made a good point that you didn't send a message to your body to be yeah. prepared yeah. for pain. So you just the body's like, what the? We got to shut down. Yeah, exactly. Because exactly. something horrible is happening. I was just ignoring. I love it. I call the body we. We. <laughs> yeah, we yeah. It's true though. It's a collection. It's, it's, it's a, a collection. collection. Very inclusive of you to do that. <laughs> um, wow. And so uh, I couldn't sleep that night either. I could barely sleep because I kept thinking about just how terrifying that mm -hmm. was. Were you was, afraid to go back to that place? Kind of, yeah. yeah. I mean, I've, I've yeah. had, I've passed out before, and I've had. It was cool. It was great. I was in this cool nether world where there were like floating eyeballs and stuff. <laughs> I've had that happen when I knocked the wind out of myself when I fell off on my bike when I was a kid. But this mm -hmm. was this was something different. I've also had like fever dreams. I've been in the hospital under a lot mm. of medication. Had these weird dreams where I'm trying to construct something, and then it's like the stakes are the highest stakes that ever, ever existed, mm -hmm. and I fail, and then I wake up. 
and I'm like, oh, thank God that wasn't real. Yeah. But in the right. dream, it was the most real thing ever, and it was absolutely world-endingly terrifying. This was like a new sort of thing. It was like a, it wasn't a game. It was just being, being drowned by by something. It was so, yeah, wow. so dark. That's that's so crazy that 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 you just have the ability to go. We all do have that ability yeah. to go to that place mm -hmm. with anything. I mean. I can't think of a time that I've blacked out other than when, I mean, I was in college and blacked out drunk. Yeah, right? it's a little like, different though. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But too. I don't think I've ever, I don't think I've ever passed out in that like way. Like fainted because of, I don't think I have Yeah, either. I've gotten really, I've gotten really faint and I've gotten really like lightheaded. Times, light, oh yeah, sure. All mm -hmm. the time. I mean, you know. What are you, all the time? I, what are you doing? Every other day with my trainer, I'll be like, I can't <laughs> yeah. do this anymore. The other day with my trainer, I was... I didn't know. I was like, I got my, I got so in my head, and he was giving me so many things to do at once. Like, stick your butt out here, keep your chest up, head back, relax your neck, but shoulders up and back, and then, and I was just to have these weights on my shoulders, and I, and I just shut down. I was fainting. I didn't know what I was doing, and I, without. Any idea, without any sense of what was going to happen or, or thinking at all, I had these two heavy weights in my hands threw. and I threw them. <laughs> okay. I threw them at my trainer and he had to jump out of the way. Holy shit. And it's that's our awesome. joke now. He's like, don't throw this at me, Drew. And I mean, I immediately <laughs> felt horrible and I was like, I am so sorry. And he was laughing and he was like, wow. Cause, but I was like, all circuits were firing and I just mm -hmm. melted down and I didn't know anything else to do and I was like and it was heavy and I was in pain and he was going this and then this and then this and then this and then and his voice and was, was like, just too much right all of it was too much yeah. at the time and, and it, I wasn't even conscious mm -hmm. of what I was doing because I love him he's actually right. a friend he's an amazing trainer mm -hmm. so like it had nothing to do like it wasn't even like I'm so mad at him I just completely melted down and threw these mm -hmm. like 30 pound your body went into fight or flight yeah it yeah. it totally did, and, and it was, it was like, and I was, <laughs> yeah, it was and it was, I guess it was fight, fight and flight, fight and flight. Yeah. I was like, I'm not doing this anymore. Deal with it, and I threw. I mean, you know, and I and I'm so like, I was like, this thing that took over. That I was like, mm -hmm. I never would be proud of doing that whatsoever. Like, or, or or even think if my brain was like, Drew, don't do that. Those are heavy weights, and they will smash. Working out with a trainer is the worst pain you'll ever go it's through. a lot of pain but i it's the only way i can do it because I did otherwise it years, I, would I did it years ago to learn just to learn how to work out mm -hmm. and uh, and it was brutal for six months i had a trainer and um and then like like a year or so ago at my gym one of the trainers came hey would you ever think of, you want to think about it i was like i can't put myself through that right now yeah it's i know a lot. how much i know the torture i'm gonna go through with it's you a lot. i'm not ready i did for it for that. a while yeah there's it's, real accountability though yeah. Oh, it's great. You you can never work yourself out as hard as a trainer's going to work you out. I thought no. it was bad for that reason is because I have, like like we are talking about before, I just am not good at saying no. Like, oh, I'm not good mm -hmm. at saying, I'm tired or this Yeah, hurts. I don't do that either yeah, with a trainer. Yeah, 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 so yeah, I end up yeah. getting injured because I'm just like, okay, that just keep doing it, keep doing it. I yeah. will say I have a good relationship with mine because he, I, I think, like, really will understand because I will, when something hurts or is sore, mm -hmm. like, some days we'll do, like, every other day or mm -hmm. like sometimes we'll, we'll, with the scheduling we have to do two days in a row and so this the second day I'm like I'm really sore here mm -hmm. and he's like well, let's work out this other part right and he is very you know he encourages me along he never yells at me or shames me for right. not being able to do something or for stopping and usually for him he's like just stop breathe mm -hmm. and you're gonna finish the set he's never right. like you don't have to if you don't if you right. can't but it, it's also like he's I think in touch with and I have to sort of let go because I'm not great at it either because I have this fear of like I, I also like we're trained to say yes it sounds so cheesy but mm -hmm. in like what we do it's like do this thing and that's what we do for a living is like follow directions and do it yeah you and, can't you can't say you can't deny I'm it tired. right, yeah. right yeah. exactly and so you're just like I guess I need to do this because they're telling me to do it so you it, you do have that that, that relationship yeah I think it has a lot to do with that I think yeah. we're, we 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 think like Oh, I I have to live in the space of I'm gonna do this thing you asked me to do. You have to find out a way mm -hmm. to make it work as opposed to denying it. You're just like, right. okay, well, I'll figure this out. Mm -hmm. Well, because so many people, it's like a, you know, like going into groups of people and teaching them how to say yes is a big part of it because they mm -hmm. they all they know how to do is say no and shut yeah. things down and say, well, the reason I can't do that is this and that. But. Um, you know, and I know that there are times that my brain gets the best of me and I will and I, my mm -hmm. brain will tell me I can't do something. Mm -hmm. And he's good at picking up on. I think 
you can mm-hmm. or no, you really can't right now. You need to take a break. And he always lets me stop and take get water or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's my hour. I think he shouldn't let you get water. Oh. I think he shouldn't let you get water or stop. <laughs> oh, okay. That's... I just think he shouldn't because I just uh-huh. think... Uh, I, I, I How's think your you're... book coming along, by the way? Oh, well, I got a part, title. We got, a, we got oh, a title. What's it called now? Uh, oh, the act. actor. No, the... Uh, we changed it. The oh, actor okay. tells a truth. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. You got to read it to uh-huh. figure it out. Oh, I like it. I really think that actually makes Thank a you. lot of sense. I mm-hmm. think so. It makes sense. Hundred percent. The actor tells, tells a, a truth. A truth. <laughs> well, I was telling a truth. <laughs> a truth. Well, there was something true there. Something I, well, true. I mean, it's, it's a, a play on an actor prepares by Stanislavski. Oh, it's oh, five o'clock that? somewhere. That's how, that's how real actors pronounce it. Stanislavski. Uh huh. Um. So I thought, like, do a play on that. The actor tells a truth. Uh huh. That's an really great. An actor prepares. Okay, so prepares. you have a title now, at least for mm-hmm. your book. That's really great. So, I, I have. So you can put that in the subject line when you PayPal me. Oh, okay. And I'm thinking, like, what's that charge? Like, what's an average book? Like, brand new, hardcover. Twenty nine ninety five Canadian. Mm-hmm. Canadian? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm not gonna. No, Wouldn't I can't. They charge a lot more for books in Canada. Yeah. No, I think now it's about equal. Is it? I think the dollar and the Canadian dollar are about the same. But the Canadian, well, if it's um, twenty, if twenty nine ninety nine is about average, I figure my book is worth forty bucks. Forty's good. Because okay. this is my only book, so it's like, oh, that's you good. Want it, yeah. If you want it, it's all exactly, in there. Exactly. Exactly. Oh, because like Stephen King, he can charge he, less because yeah, he has a lot of books. 80, he has eighty two hundred books. So he can charge a dollar a book. Who cares? Uh-huh, exactly. You know? That's a great. <laughs> that's a great mentality. <laughs> I love that. Um, so what? Uh, so uh, your wife, uh, back to your tattoo thing. What what tattoo did she get the other day? She got this. Uh, um, have you ever seen that movie Snow White? Never heard of it. <laughs> Who? <laughs> Who is this? Is a Snow- documentary? Yeah, Snow no. White. It's about. I think it's from Snow White. It's that candy apple on a string that's poisoned. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. She has a poisoned White. apple. Yeah, no, that's cool. Not that. I like that. Mm-hmm. It's really. It looks really cool. And where did she get it? On her leg. Oh yeah. Wait, Drew, nice. do you have any tattoos? I have no tattoos. Me do you? Either. No, because in my 20s, when I wanted to get a tattoo, I could never think of something Me that either. I Me was too. like, when I'm 90, is this still going to be who I am? But that's the thing. You and know I what? was determined to find something, but I just never did. And then I got to an age, I was like, I'm not getting a tattoo. <laughs> that's how I felt, too. And I somehow have gone past that, I guess. I know. Also, I've never been against it. A crawfish it. can never disappoint you. But I, there's also part of me that's like, I just don't know what I would put. Mm. The one is always, because I think when people have multiples, you just don't make them too important. And I think that's right. the key. It's not, you don't want one that just says like, serenity, like across yeah. your neck. That's like something so like insane. I thought about getting a kiss on my neck. Oh. oh but getting that just like a, so. That's like a prison Johnny, tattoo. Exactly. Like, yeah, exactly. exactly. Anywhere in your face. But could you imagine if you saw me walking around with that? Like, I would... You would People would treat fuck? you different. You would have yeah. yeah. Like, who I would the fuck like, is that guy? I, part Who's of me, that? I was like, oh, he's like a, like a, like a sex pig. <laughs> a sex pig? <laughs> what is a sex pig? <laughs> like, there's something there when you, like, if you have to, like, really let the world know to be like, yeah, like, you know, there's something about, like, I'm a permanent, like, hickey, essentially, <laughs> on my true. neck. That's There's something about that that's, it doesn't sound, like, romantic or cute right. or yeah. sweet to me. Mm. There's something about it that's, like, it's perverted uh, in a way. It's like mm-hmm. advertising. Yeah, I, I mean, like I mean, not that even pussy. like not even like so gross to me as much as I'd be like, oh, that's that's interesting. I wouldn't. Yeah. That's now that I know that. Interesting. Okay, good. <laughs> I thought it'd be great just to piss off the makeup department. Oh not my god! Oh my off, god! Yes, exactly. That? On the show, they have to oh. like always constantly go over it. Get a bunch well, of hand tattoos every day. Have to. Yeah. Oh my god! Well, that's the thing. That's the other thing. As an actor, you're like, I can't. That's you know. I, well. That's why. Like, I have both my ears pierced that I got in my youth, mm. and it's like I always tell people, don't do anything permanent before you're 45, because <laughs> <laughs> then you'll know if you want to do it. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, I got my both, and I hate it be- only because I stopped wearing earrings at a certain point. Because I think some things are just for young people, <laughs> and mm-hmm. um, and but then what I hate is like when I'm watching a movie or something, and you see like somebody and they're playing like a lawyer or a doctor, and they got an ear ear pier, their ear. You see the hole, oh, really? and it uh-huh. takes you out of just like, oh, yeah. you're an actor, you're not really yeah, a judge, can. you're oh, not a God. judge, so you'd never funny. be a judge. Yeah. You'd never be a brain surgeon with that hole in well, your ear. Hole, yeah, exactly. And I was like, oh, I ruined myself. Yeah, but also, are you just are you just looking at it like? At that person as an old man, or you, you know, through old right. man's eyes, probably. You know what I mean? Maybe a young person. No, even now, as a young person, I know, that's when I d- realized I made a mistake when I was younger and I would see actions go like, oh, his ears pierced. His ears shouldn't be pierced. But I mean, like now, there's so many people with pierced ears and, and yeah. tattoos who are it's, judges and right. lawyers yeah. and doctors and yeah. whatever that you know. those people 
are trash. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow, well, you heard it here first. Those are trash people, oh my garbage God. people, and they, so, should, they should be fired from those jobs. Okay. I'm, I'm going to be a Jewish lady right now. I was going to say, who's this Jewish lady I that just walked in here? They should be fired, Drew. Okay. And Andrew, they should be fired. Okay, they thank should, you, no, If you have an earring <laughs> and you're a male, uh, you male? should not be allowed to be a judge because you chose you don't have good judgment. Male? male? A male. It's a man. A male. It's a man. <laughs> I don't know what that accent is now. I love it. Bill O'Reilly, um, Bill O'Reilly agrees with you. Oh, 100%. He does. Oh, we agree on so You'll many You'll never many make things. it in the street world with a tattoo or a yeah. piercing. I did have Go it. smoke another cough drop, Bill O'Reilly. When I got my first earring, <laughs> at, when I got my first earring at like 12 or 13, I remember having a home economics teacher who was quite sophisticated black woman, mm. but I just couldn't stand her because she just... She's what we would call bougie. I know it. And I well, couldn't stand her. And she told me, uh, she goes, you'll never be accepted in society with that. And I remember in my mind being like, yeah, I don't want to be accepted in your stupid society. Yeah. Cut to, she was right. But you, uh, no, I'm just kidding. I was gonna say, no, I'm just kidding. Yeah, you're really the scourge of the society, Jordan. <laughs> the society like, of people oh who are, who are like, dying Can I tell you something else yeah, she exactly. said that was awful? And as a kid, I knew that she was 100% wrong. There was a story that had come out in the news when I was like 12 or 13 about this 10-year-old girl in Chicago who had a baby. Like, it was in the news. She had a baby. And this teacher goes, she was telling us something. She's like, because you don't want to be like that 10-year-old girl having a baby. I was like, and my mom was like, she was raped. No 10-year-old girl is in a... a, It's out. Right. What do you call it? Like a um, consensual sexual relationship. I'm sure her and her 10-year-old boyfriend were boning. Yeah, exactly. It's like, no, some adult or teenager fucked her and raped her and she's pregnant. Exactly. You're saying like, this 10-year-old girl who went out there and was fast. She made a mistake. It was like, what? No, she was... I mean, like, I'm 13 and I know that she didn't choose to have sex. Right. And also, like, the scare tactics like to, to so shame sh- someone no, else uh-huh. to like you don't want to be like so and so and I'm like sh- you're shaming mm. a rape victim uh, a victim lady. Sh- oh my sh- god I should say man. her name sh- yeah. I'll tell you off um, camera off camera I know I really want to know her name I'll tell you her name because it's like, the oh, worst name, name ever. ever you're gonna love it you know I've t- you know, in my show I talk about I have a Sunday school teacher named Ms. Raper <laughs> And that's true. So great. I really did have a Sunday school teacher named Ms. Raper, mm-hmm. and you she think was horrible. Changed that. Yeah. Well, and also like, wh- how did that come a- come to be? Like, how did you get the name Raper? Maybe it was rapier, like like ra- it, like, like a sword. It must like a rapier. Oh. Because it had to then, be a four. It yeah. wasn't an American name. They must have been French or but something. I just think it's like, just like Baker and, you know, Shoemaker. It's like uh, her family just used to rape. And then they're like, well, that's what they do. Those are the rapers. Like, the rapers Hi. down the street. Hi, I'm John Pillage. This is my wa- This is my uh, sister, <laughs> well, like Denise I a, Raper. I had, a, I had a boss when I worked in the grocery industry years ago, mm. um, whose last name was Cologne, but it was he was Hispanic, so it's spelled Colon, C-O-L-O-N. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Christopher oh, yeah, Columbus. I have, I have a friend. I have a friend that, with Christopher last Columbus, that's his real name. Really? But, I, but what Christopher I said Colon. was just change the spelling. Yeah. yeah. Just change it to C-O-L-O-G-N-E. But I, yeah. then I realized, oh, but, you know, ethnically, you feel like it's connected. Yes, you're and, connected to Yeah, exactly. When you speak Spanish, it doesn't mean that. Right. So, I actually own. have a friend with that last name spelled like colon, and I've mm-hmm. never really consciously put that together. John yeah, Colon. I'm really dumb. John yeah. Colon. Do you know John Colon? You know, Mr. Um, Colon. Well, on on John Colon, on that note, I think mm-hmm. we're done. I think we're out of time. Good. Yeah, I'm good. Can't wait to go. <laughs> you've, been, you've been standing with your keys ready to get at the door. <laughs> yep. All right. Time. I think I have to give people what they want. I think I have to scream. Yep. Yeah, do I it. think I've got to do I'll that. Do it. Do it. Should I, how should we do this, Dustin? I, I don't want to s- blow your ears out. If you stand back, like back here, you're okay. Okay. These are condenser mics, okay. so they. Uh... So I'm gonna I'm gonna scream. I'm gonna do this to give this, and then on that, I'm gonna, by that I'm gonna say good night. Okay, hold on. Even though I would love for Johnny to tell us more about the types of mics, because he said these are condenser <laughs> mics. <laughs> that's, are, that's the next show. You gotta these bring are large them back. Large diaphragm okay. condensers. I haven't done, I haven't done this in years. So okay, right. so here we go. Mm-hmm. Okay. I got. I got. I'm, I'm gonna beat it right now. Ready? It's not nearly okay. as high pitched as it used to be. Here we go. I'm kind of okay. disappointed in myself. Johnny here's here's my, yours, Johnny. My okay. high pitched cartoon scream. Great. <laughs> That's so much better. That's, That's hilarious. So much I used to have it so much higher pitched, and it's not. It's not yeah, there. It's gone. <laughs> um, Jordan, do you have one? I'm not going to because I have a show to do tonight. Uh, yeah, exactly. Oh. My voice is completely right. ripped. It'll out. make it better. It'll 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 make it better.
Make it better. Happy Thanksgiving, Drew. You guys have made this better. You've made this better. Thank you. This was so much fun. Jordan Black and Johnny Pemberton. Have a great life, everybody. Thank you. This has been another Drew Drogi's Minor Revelations. Good night. 